Welcome back to another edition of the podcast. I'm your host, Michael Pagani, joined alongside Minnesota Wild prospect, Damon Hunt. Damon, welcome to the show. Thank you again for coming on. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. During this, you know, year of the whole pandemic, and hopefully we're out of it sooner than later with all these vaccines coming out, uh, what have you been doing during quarantine other than hockey? Uh, well, quarantine, it started all the way last March, and it's been it's been pretty long, but uh, you know what, I've, I've been out golfing a lot, and um, you know, when I can hang out with my friends, I'm definitely trying to get, get to socialize a bit, but other than that, it's just kind of uh working out quite a bit and um i got to go down to the states and play play for the iowa wild there so that's been keeping me busy too but honestly now things are starting to open up i'm just kind of enjoying the weather i'm getting out golfing even more now and and uh just uh, just enjoying the summer how busy are golf tee times uh, around your area really busy yeah it's you, you, you have to book in advance yeah <laughs> and I'm sure that, uh, you know, so I'm sure that you're golfing with some of your Moose Jaw teammates or is it just friends within your local community? I'm in Calgary, Alberta. So it's just kind of in this area with, with all my buddies. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's great that, you know, Alberta, they announced a couple of days ago that they're loosening like all restrictions. So uh, on Canada yeah. Day, that is. So that's amazing. Yeah, that's that's unbelievable. I thought that that day would never come. But uh, I think. Uh, the, the government's plan was to open it up for Stampede. So obviously lots of people know what Stampede is. And, um, but yeah, that's exciting. No more masks and et cetera. So that's, that's amazing. Yeah. Great to see, uh, you know, Alberta getting there. I know here in Ontario where I'm situated, uh, you know, things are a bit slower, but uh, hopefully we'll get there one day. I know you guys, uh, you know, Stampede, that's a huge celebration for you guys in Alberta. Absolutely. It is. Yeah. Everyone loves it here. <laughs> are you a big Stampede guy? You know what? I just moved to Calgary this past winter and I'm planning on to go for my first time in a couple of weeks here. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And yeah. I know that uh, for me, like I, I went to Calgary, I think about two years ago. Uh, that was probably my last trip, my last vacation before the pandemic. And uh, we went to the Saddle Dome, like me and my dad, and uh, we toured it. And, you know, right next to it was the Stampede. And I think they they either, uh, you know, completely demolished it in, in another, and they're hosting, a you know, a Stampede at a different uh, arena. But I, I'm not too sure what's happening there. But, yeah, the Stampede is a huge celebration. And, I, you know, just seeing the people there and getting full stadiums, like, that's something that, I've missed here in Ontario for sure. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a blast. Every, I bet you like, I don't know, 60, 70% of the people in, in Calgary and area go to stampede. So, uh, and obviously this year it's a bit more special just with COVID being kind of, kind of being cleared out. Of course it's still around, but with the vaccines coming out, it makes things a lot better. Well, getting into your story a bit here, you know, who is your favorite player growing up? My favorite player was Matt Calvert. Not many people know who he is, but he's actually my second cousin. And he, I grew up in a small town, it's called Moose, Saskatchewan. And later on in my teens, I moved to Brandon, Manitoba, and that's where Matt lives. And growing up, I watched him play in the Western Hockey League, and, and now I play in the Western Hockey League too. And he moved on to the National Hockey League, and he's, he's played for Columbus in Colorado in his career. And um, he, he worked worked extremely hard and, and I just uh, I really look up to him 
Yeah, you know, I, I remember watching Matt Calvert, actually, when he was playing with both the Colorado Avalanche and the Blue Jackets. He's certainly, he was certainly, you know, a, a face of the Blue Jackets for quite some time there. Yeah, yeah, he was uh, for oh, a season or sorry, the longest that, dog. <laughs> sorry, he, uh, he was the longest serving Columbus Blue Jacket. So, um, yeah, he, he's really special to me. And, um, yeah, he works so hard and he's such a character guy and I look up to him so much. So, Well, like you mentioned, you grew up in, uh, you know, Brandon in your, you know, teens there. How was the ice accessibility rink-wise for you? It was great. Uh, Brandon, it's it's a hockey community. It's it's about 50,000 people and um, there's so many good hockey players there. And in the summers, everyone comes comes together and, and practices and, and skates together. So, um, yeah, it was a great setup there. And, and, and I just moved to Calgary and it's my first summer here. And I love the setup here already, too. I would assume that you would have watched, you know, a lot of Brandon Wheat games as a kid growing up. I did, yes. Yeah, we would make the drive out to Brandon from Mooseman. It was only about an hour and 15 minutes. So, um, yeah, we would, we would make the drive out once in a while. And Sorry, just to refresh my memory here, did Matt Calvert play with the Wheat Kings as well? He did, yes. Yeah, he, he was a big part of that team. And, um, yeah, I remember watching him when I was really young and just looking up to him. And, and now I, I'm playing – against Brandon in that ring so uh it's it, it's pretty special and um it, it's a pretty good feeling and um yeah well during your minor leagues you know you did play with you know the Brandon Wheat Kings kind of like minor system U15 U16 and U17 what lessons did you learn at the time and are they applicable to your game today yeah I learned a lot growing up but I think one thing that comes to my mind is just your work ethic you can have all the skill in the world and and I'm, I'm blessed to have some skill, but um, without hard work and dedication and you have to put in the work without that, you, you won't get anywhere. And, and uh, I took that in and um, I love going on the ice and being one of the hardest workers out there. And did you play with some of the, you know, same core group of players through your time in the minor leagues with Brandon? I did actually. It's funny you say that because... Playing in Brandon, uh, I played with, um, his name's Cole Jordan and Calder Anderson, and I played with them in Brandon, and actually they got drafted to the Warriors like me, and, and they're on my team right now, so it's it's pretty funny how that works out, and there's another guy, um, Corey King is his name, he he grew up just outside of Brandon, and we're really good buddies, and and he plays in the Warriors too, so it's pretty funny how everything's kind of worked out, so um, yeah, it's it's been a great process there in Moose everything comes in a full circle it seems like yeah absolutely the hockey world is really small and you can just see how see see how small it is speaking of that you know bantam draft you got drafted 15th overall by moose jaw in 2017 how did you find out that you got drafted i was in winnipeg and i was at hockey manitoba camp uh, i was trying to uh, make uh, team Manitoba when I was 15 years old and and uh, it's funny how it worked out but I got we weren't allowed our phones they they took our phones away and so I didn't know what was going on the draft is that morning and I was at the rink and we were getting ready to go on the ice then one of one of my teammates told me that uh, I got drafted by Moose Shot so 
uh, it's pretty funny looking back on that, how it uh, it turned out, but uh, it was it was a great process, and I love Moose Jaw so much. Did you happen to message any of your buddies or even look back at the draft to see, you know, if any of your friends got drafted by Moose Jaw? Uh, later on in the day, I did, and of course through social media, you got to see that, and you know, with all the kind messages, and uh, yeah, I did find out that. Two of my teammates actually went to, to Moose Jaw, so it's it's pretty funny. Well, you know, you did make your WHL in twenty, uh, you know, debut in twenty seventeen. What do you remember from that debut? I don't remember too much, honestly. Um, it was against the the Kootenai Ice, now the Winnipeg Ice, but uh, it, it was in Moose Jaw, and yeah, I don't remember too much about the game, but. Uh, I know I was extremely nervous and, you know, with all, with all the motions and everything, you, you, you have the cage on and, and I remember uh, just going out there and just trying to relax and play my game. How fun is it playing in front of friends and family? It's unbelievable, especially uh, your first one. It's, it's something you'll never really forget and, and playing in front of all the fans as well and in, in that massive arena, you're not really used to it. So, um, yeah, it was extremely special and, and in a way humbling because, you know, they sacrificed their time and, and their money to, to get me where I am today. So, uh, you know, you, you have to go out there and just, you know, put that to the side. But, yeah, play your game and, and play hard. Well, you appeared in nine WHL games, you know, two points, one goal, one assist. But what's your story of your first WHL goal? Yeah, I, I remember this one pretty vividly it was in Saskatoon against the Blades it was I think it was my third game and uh, it was a partial break um, I jumped in, into the rush to make it a three on two and it was Noah Gregor he's with San Jose and Jaden Holgowatz he's with San Jose as well um, and they were Jaden was 20 and uh, Gregor was 19 at that time and um, yeah it was just kind of a partial break and uh, they got to me, and I, I actually kind of ended up on a partial breakaway. And uh, I remember just kind of, I kind of blacked out, and I just shot in and went, <laughs> it went above his blocker. So, uh, yeah, I, I just remember kind of blacking out. And uh, but I still remember that feeling of scoring your first Western Hockey League goal. It, uh, it was really special. Noah Gregor, uh, you know, he did make his debut this past season for San Jose. Did you happen to catch any of the games that your fellow teammates played in this uh, this year in the NHL? Uh, the odd one, um, I I would get to, get to see. But uh, when I was fifteen, the team was extremely strong. Like guys like Brett Howden, Josh Brook, Jet Wu, uh, Jaden Hobbelwatz. He scored seventy or seventy-one goals that year. Just guy guys like that and. Um, you know, I definitely took advice from them and seen how, how professional they are and, and brought it into my game and, and into just my, my, uh, my well-being as a person, too. You also appeared in two playoff games uh, that same, you know, rookie season or, you know, before your official rookie season. But how pivotal were those, you know, playoff games for your development? They were huge, uh, especially going into my 16-year-old year. Um, you just got to experience that adrenaline rush and playing in front of all those people and how intense the hockey is. It's a major jump, jumping from uh, midget AAA to the Western Hockey League. It's, it's, it's pretty crazy, actually. But, um, yeah, I think just, you know, having those couple of shifts did a lot for me as a 16-year-old and moving on. It, uh, it was 
big key. Now, I'm not sure, you know, if you share the same thoughts, but as a fan here, and I'm watching, you know, the NHL playoffs, for example, but it seems like the ice is a much, you know, is much more shorter out there in the playoffs than it is in the regular season. So given that thought, how do you adjust your game for the playoffs? Yeah, well, first of all, I think whenever I think it's a playoff hockey, it's it's more physical, it's more intense. You're playing to win every single shift. So uh, I think just, you know, kind of watching watching your um, you know watching yourself and watching your cardio and and really just reading reading your body because your, your body knows best and you know your body so and uh, you know I think you, you still have to maintain that that cardio by the same time it's playoff hockey and you, know, you go out out there 100 percent every single shift so uh, I think it's also communication with the coaches um, just to you know, talk to them and let them know how your body's feeling. But um, at the same time, it's playoff hockey and, and you have that much adrenaline and you're going out there to, to win a championship. So, yeah. In your first WHL season, you know, in 2018-19, you registered 20 points in 57 games, which, you know, was first in rookie D scoring. How rewarding was it, you know, to accomplish that? Yeah, it was a big step. It, it was definitely a a confidence boost for myself and but by saying that I got to play with Josh Brooke who's a second rounder to Montreal and Josh is an unbelievable player he's he taught me so much he was 19 when I was 16 and he was probably one of the best defensemen in, in the league at that time so um yeah it, it was it was really good just to play with him and and just to see him and how he does things but um, yeah, I, I felt it was another big jump in my career to to get a full season in, in, in the WHL. It it was uh, really big for me. You mentioned that you know you played with Josh Brook. What did Josh bring to you know bring to the lineup that would help you boost uh, boost your play? Well, definitely leadership. Josh, he, he was the captain that year, and and he led by example, and um, he was he was a difference maker every single time he touched the ice. So. Uh, I think uh, those two things for sure. And, and just how he carries himself. He's a professional and, and, uh, and just the way he plays the game. He's so smart. He's, he's a great skater. He's got great, great skills. So um, yeah, it was nice to read off that. You played with team Canada at the, or team Canada black, I should say at the U 17 invitational. What was that experience like for you? Yeah, it was, it was the first experience playing for team Canada. And obviously it was, it's playing for Team Canada, wherever, whenever, it's 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 a dream come true. Really, it's it's so special, and um, I enjoyed every single minute of that. Competing against other countries for the, for the first time in my career, and uh, yeah, it, it was really fun. I think we ended up losing to Sweden in the quarterfinals, but but by saying that, it was in uh, friendships for life, and and uh, I think it was a great first impression on myself to Hockey Canada. So they they seen what I can do and what I'm uh, capable of. It must be really fun as well, you know, seeing these different, you know, countries, you know, that you're playing against, right? It's not just the same, you know, guys going up against, that you're going up against on a daily basis in the dub, right? Like, I know that, you know, there's the import draft and all that, but, you know, it must be, a, you know, surreal playing against Russia, Finland, you know, and Sweden. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really cool. Every country kind of has their uh, their different type of strategies and and the way they play their structure. It's 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 cool to see and and 
yeah, it's it's definitely a change of hockey. I remember um, going to U18s and um, the ice service is bigger. So it, it definitely changes changed the game a lot. Uh, you have to be more careful and, and so on. But um, yeah, it, it was uh, a good first impression playing against other countries. Well, speaking of those U18s, do you think it was hard to develop chemistry, uh, you know, with the team since, you know, it's all three of the major, uh, you know, junior Canadian leagues coming together? Yeah, it's not easy, but you have to give Hockey Canada lots of credit. They do lots of team builders and and exercises for the team. So, um, and Team Canada is all about that team mentality. So uh, I think it just takes a couple of days. And at the end of the day, we're all hockey players. So um, everyone gets along so good so uh but by saying that it's it's it can be challenging but um it's it is what it is and you click after a couple of days what were some successes for that team during the u18s the Holinka or the u18 worlds uh u18 world sorry yeah we we had a good tournament we ended up getting fourth we lost to the usa there the powerhouse that year with with Hughes, it was that draft. And yeah, they had a lot of good players, but uh, we were really good too. Um, but, um, and I was an underager at that tournament. I got the chance to go overseas and play with the O1s. And uh, it was it was a great experience, made friendships for life. And uh, uh, it was really fun looking back, yeah. How do you game plan against a team like, you know, Team USA at the time, which was regarded as the powerhouse because they had the Hughes, the Caulfields, the Turcots, except, you know. Yeah, um, it's a good question, but I think it's just having that preparation. Team Canada and the coaches, they do so much stuff off the ice with video and, you know, how their power play works, how their PK works. So, um, you know, I think we, we do lots of video and, and by saying that it's, it's all about preparation in yourself and just getting yourself ready for the game. Cause once, once you hit the ice, it's, you know, that video and all, all the, the X's and O's, they don't really matter. It's just about going out there and competing and, and having fun as well. Well, let's talk about the, you know, Helenka Gretzky Cup. Uh, you know, you finished as a silver medalist back in 2019-20. How long did it take for you to get over the loss? Yeah, that was a heartbreaker. Um, their goalie, he played tremendous. And um, it definitely took a couple of days just to get over it, just knowing that that gold medal is right there. And and I, had, I haven't won a gold medal yet with Team Canada. So, um, you know, it, it's kind of like... I failed my country in a way. So it was pretty, I was pretty hard on myself just knowing that, you know, I lost the gold medal and I was right there. But, uh, but by saying that uh, I was pretty proud just to, to win a silver medal too and, and be part of that group. It was really special. What does it mean to represent, you know, the Maple Leaf on your Jersey? Yeah, it's, it's extremely special. Like you, you can't really put it into words how special it is wearing a, a team Canada sweater. And, and going out there and playing in front of in front of uh, fans and playing for your country, it's just it's just unbelievable the the, the amount of su- the support you get and and just the adrenaline rush of playing for Team Canada. And growing up, I I dreamed of playing for Team Canada and as a Canadian kid and just growing up playing hockey. So you know, the first time I put on that Maple Leaf, it was it was unbelievable. 
When, was there a moment in, you know, whether it was the U-17s, U-18s, or Helinka Gretzky Cup that, you know, felt really surreal for you, that really, you know, felt real that, okay, now I'm playing for Team Canada? Yeah. I think it was at the, the U-18 Helinka. We were in the Czech Republic, and we were playing against the Czech Republics. So um, I remember the ranks a bit older, and... Um, um, uh, the fans were just unbelievably crazy and it was so loud in that rink and it was a good game too I think we ended up winning that game by a couple of goals but yeah just like having that amount of that crowd right over top of you it was it was very surreal and it was so fun to play in so I think probably that moment in your third WHL season, you registered 15 points in 28 games. What was so memorable about that year for you? That's a good question because my 17-year-old year, it was um, there's a lot of negatives. Um, a lot of things didn't go my way. But looking back, um, again, it's just the friendships you make. Uh, some of those guys I only played with for only one year or a couple months because of COVID. So... Um, yeah, I think just the friendships, I still talk to, still talk to some of those guys every single day. So definitely that. How did your game develop during your 17 year old year? Well, I think I, I took the time in the summer just to get bigger and stronger and it just comes with time and maturity. Um, and I just, you know, you, you get used to the hockey. It's, 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 it's a big jump from midget to the Western hockey league, but as soon as you get adjusted to it, it's, you're off and you're running. And um, yeah, so I think just getting used to the hockey and, and I was part of the leadership group that year. So that was a big step. And um, yeah. Well, you know, you did mention like, you know, it was, although you thought it was negative for yourself, you got named assistant captain. So what were your emotions like when you either went into the locker room or the coach's office to see the A on your Jersey? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's obviously special. Um, I'm, I take a lot of pride playing for the Warriors and to have a letter, it's, there's a lot of responsibility. So it felt pretty good. When did you find out that, you know, the season was going to get canceled because of the impending coronavirus? I think it was uh, April, March. There was rumblings about this new virus coming out. And, and I think middle, middle of March, kind of, start of March um, there was rumors that the, the league was going to get canceled and and it's, it's funny to say that because I was coming back from an injury I, I had surgery um, in my 17 year old year and I was out for three months and I got back I, I did physio I worked out for three months and as soon as I come back I get four games in and then the season finishes so it was it was a heartbreaker but um, yeah I think uh, it was uh, definitely a lesson learned too well, at least, you know, because you did get drafted by the Minnesota Wild that summer. So, you know, reflecting back, it's not as though that all the hard work that you put in with all the physio and the recovery treatment went for nothing in a, in a sense, you know? Yeah, that's right. My body, it's um, potentially it's my whole career and what I do for a living. So um, I always have to take care of it. And, and yeah, definitely getting drafted by Minnesota, it was definitely a huge reward. Uh, being at home with my family and friends and seeing myself on TV. And, and yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was really special. And to see your reaction on TV. And so, um, yeah, it was special and 
getting the phone calls from uh, Bill Guerin, the GM of Minnesota, and scouts, and I, my phone was blowing up that day. So, um, yeah, it was uh, one of the best days of my life. So, you know, speaking on that phone call, what were your immediate reactions? I can only assume that you it was just like elated happiness, you know, best day of your life. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, I remember that first phone call and I'm just kind of in shock, like I'm still shaking a bit and I get a phone call and it's Bill Guerin and I'm like, wow, like I, I was kind of speechless in a way. So, um, but like, yeah, it was just an unbelievable day. And as soon as I got drafted, lots of friends and family came over to my house to congratulate me. And um, yeah, it was, it was definitely surreal too. Street party at the Hunt's house. That was for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> how did you, you know, how did you prepare for the draft given that you were coming off an injury and, you know, with the whole season that was postponed at the time? Yeah. To start it off, I had so many Zoom calls with teams. They just want to get to know you and see how you are as a person and just, you know, they'll quiz me a bit. But um, lots of teams weren't sure where I was where, where I was going to go and where they really wanted me because in that 17-year-old year, I, I didn't score a goal. And there's a lot of question marks under my name. And, um, yeah, it, it was it was pretty tough. But at the same time, you know, it didn't really bother me too much. I just wanted to go to the right team. And uh, I, I ended up going to a great team, a great spot. But, uh, yeah, so th there was a lot of question marks and whether I was going to go, you know, second round or the sixth round, you, you don't really know. And especially waiting for your name to be called throughout that whole day. It was, uh, it was, you know, I was sweaty palms and I was getting anxious. And, and as soon as I heard my name get called, it was a lot of relief and it's, that's done with. And now I can just celebrate. Well, it was a, quite the extended off season for you, but at a point in time, the WHO did announce they were returning. What were your reactions like when they did announce they were returning? To the bubble? Yes. Yeah. Well, I think we were just waiting and waiting and waiting and, I was waiting for that whole fall, that winter, and then I got the chance to go down. Uh, I think it was early January. Uh, I got to go down to Iowa and play a couple of games in the AHL and see what the pro life is like and living on your own and all, all that stuff. So uh, it was huge for my development to, de developmental side. And um, going from playing pro hockey then coming back to the Western Hockey League to play in the bubble, my game just elevated and I was, uh, I felt like I was ahead of the game playing in the WHL now. Like my game's just that much faster. I can, I can react and think that much faster just coming back from pro. Did you, did you have to take kind of like a step back and realize like, holy shit, like this is how good my game is now. <laughs> in a way. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's quite crazy how fast things can develop and just from playing pro hockey. I remember the first time I stepped on the ice playing pro hockey, I was like, holy man, like it's fast. Like you have to move your feet and you can't be, you know, your head always has, has to be on a swivel. And, and it just, I got used to that. And then coming back to the WHL, it was like, wow, like I can, you know, really control the game 
and I and I'm ahead of everyone I'm bigger and stronger than everyone so in a way it was fun but at the same time because I felt like the game was slower I had to keep elevating my game I couldn't adapt to the the slowness of the, of the WHL by saying that the WHL is not slow I'm just uh, getting that much bigger and stronger now I'm not sure if you were in the same bubble as the Regina Pats, but you know they had the breakout sensational star Connor Bedard, and if you were in the mm-hmm. same bubble, uh, you know how did you end up defending him? Yeah, I ended up playing a game, uh, a couple games against Connor, and um, you can just see right away how special this guy is. Like it was just fun to watch him. Just him at 15 years old, it's just unbelievable how special this kid is and, um, and defending him. It's not easy. <laughs> you know, you don't know what's going to come and with his speed and skill and his shot, he can shoot it right through your legs and he can pull it in whatever he, he can do. But um, yeah, so it was definitely fun to see a phenom like him um, just to see where he's at at his age. It was, it was really special. Well, in 23 games in the shortened season, you know, yourself, you got named captain and, you know, you had 18 points, but what was it like playing in, in an empty arena? It was different. It was uh, a lot of adjusting. It was, not, there's no, no atmosphere. So you kind of have to really support your teammates and, and uh, you know, you have to, you have to talk lots and keep the guys motivated. And, and for me, I'm the captain. So um, there's a, definitely a bit more pressure on me to, to, you know, be the go-to guy and always being there for the guys. So, um, it was great for myself just to experience that. If I had told you that, you know, or, you know, if I told you one year ago that you would be playing in an empty arena, would you have believed me? Uh, I don't think so, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. A of, yeah, a lot of things happened over the course of that, that spring and summer in that whole COVID area. But, um yeah, I'm just fortunate to to got to uh, got to play and be part of that bubble because um, hopefully that never happens again. But at the same time, I, I did have lots of fun. Reflecting on your WHO career, what stood out for you the most? I think just the grind of the schedule. It, you play 68 games in a year on a regular year, and it's it's very exhausting mentally and physically so and I think just kind of turning in from a kid to a pro it's it's very key and with time it comes but and and as well just the strength of the game and the speed of the game and and just adapting to it it it, it takes a while but as soon as you you get it you grasp on it onto it and you don't let it go Let's talk about your, you know, quick AHL, uh, you know, stint with the Iowa Wild this season. Was there a mentor that really helped you get adjusted to the style of play in the American League? Yeah, I think just being that young guy and um, on a regular year, I wouldn't even be able to play in the AHL. So in ways, COVID was a benefit. There's a lot of negatives, but it was a benefit because I, I could go down as an 18-year-old and get some experience to play uh, play some pro hockey. But I think everyone really supported me and, and all the way from my teammates to the head, the coaches to the player deve- developmental uh, guys. But um, yeah, I think just everyone really supported me and knowing that I was a young guy coming in. And I remember when I was a young guy coming into the, into the WHL, um, having that support and that now, you know, it's kind of, 
it's, it all starts over again. But so I know what it's like now being an, an, uh, an older guy in the WHL, having these young guys come in and being a mentor for them and, and leading by example and, and being a pro. So things happen fast, but uh, uh, it's been a great experience and uh, I'm, ha- I'm happy so far in my career. Yeah. Well, you should be happy because you, you actually scored your first AHL goal this past season. How important was that to get the monkey off the shoulders? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it was definitely special again, just scoring another first goal, especially a pro goal. But uh, I wasn't too worried about scoring a goal in, in the AHL in my stint. Just, you know, being down there and getting to play games it, it, by that by itself, it was uh, very special. And But just by scoring a goal, it uh, just made things a lot better. Did you find that your game was going to get better the more you played? Absolutely. Yeah. Your game just adapts and you get adjusted to the speed and the strength and how things work. And before you know it, in a couple, like two months in, when I was down in Iowa, like I was, I was starting to become a pro and how things work and I could keep up with the the game and um, I could pick my spots to jump to the rush. So uh, just, just little things like that. They go a long way. When did you find out that you were going to sign your first pro contract with Iowa? It was May 4th. Um, yeah, that was, uh, besides the draft, another extremely special day for me. There's one thing to get drafted, but another thing to get signed into the NHL. And, and another dream come true for myself. And, um, yeah, I remember just getting a phone call from my agent and some chatter. And um, before I knew it, I was ended up signing a paper. So um, an- another surreal moment in my career. Not a bad way to end off the May 2-4 weekend. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, yeah. If you were to get a chance in the shootout, what would be your go-to shootout move? Uh, five-hole. Big five-hole. You bring on one side, go to the other side. He'll, he'll open up the five hole and just slide it in. Yeah. Well, as we wrap up this interview here, do you have any advice for aspiring hockey players? Yeah. Yeah. There's so many things, but I think for me, it's just uh, focusing on yourself. There's, there can be a lot of distractions, especially today with social media. I get caught up in it. Uh, whatever it may be rankings at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. All that matters is what you do and how you do it and how hard you work and just if you focus on yourself uh things it'll come things take care of 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 themselves and and just have fun too well i'd like to thank again damon hunt for joining me on today's podcast thank you again damon thank you yeah thanks very much